Welcome to episode one of Living Chronically. I'm your host, Bailey PQ, a college student with multiple chronic illnesses. Episode one is all about my journey with chronic illness. I was 19, a freshman in college, completely healthy. January of 2021 comes around, I catch COVID. Didn't think it was a big deal. Didn't really have too many symptoms, except I was dizzy. Well, I did my quarantining and even for weeks and months after I was still dizzy. Then that was January of 2021. March of 2021, I got a mouth infection. And after my mouth infection cleared up, I was still dizzy. But now also I was crazy fatigued. My heart rate was always above 100, even though I was laying in bed doing nothing. My blood pressure was super low. I couldn't walk very far. Now keep in mind, I used to go to the gym at least three times a week and walk on the treadmill and every minute increase the elevation. I tried to do that after getting COVID and the mouth infection and I had to stop because my heart rate was like, you're gonna die. So I ended up going to the ER about two times because of my heart rate being so high. The first time was with the mouth infection and the second time was after that because I just had a high heart rate and my doctor was like, go. Let's just say, not a fan of the ER. I got told multiple times it was just in my head. Um, once was prescribed Xanax for a doctor who talked to me for a whole five minutes and was told I had just really bad anxiety, which I do have anxiety, but it wasn't the cause of everything. So my primary care doctor sent me to a cardiologist who did a bunch of testing and was like, your heart's not the issue, it's just the symptom. So we need to figure out the issue. He sent me to a rheumatologist who put me on some meds they were trying out for long COVID patients. Never worked. Um, and then I was also sent to an endocrinologist who ran a bunch of labs, didn't tell me what they were. And when I got the lab results back, like the curious George that I am, Googled them, found out he was testing to see if I had an adrenal gland tumor. And those tests for the blood test came back elevated, which means you have to do a 24 hour urine test to see if you have it or not. And I was totally freaking out. I was like, why didn't you tell me? Um, but I don't have an adrenal gland tumor. So that's exciting, oh boop boop. Um, but we ran out of options with both those doctors. My cardiologist was like, I didn't wanna bring this up, but I think you might have this. My wife and my daughter both have dysautonomia and I think you might have it too. So he sent me to an electrophysiologist, which is a type of cardiologist that like studies the electrical patterns of your heart or something like that. And the electrophysiologist was like, Oh yeah, you definitely have dysautonomia, but I can't treat you for it. So he recommended me to the only cardiologist in Louisiana that treats dysautonomia. And I had to wait. That was July 31st. I saw that doctor at the end of August. And at that appointment in August, he told me that I should take a year off 
to deal with the sadhanamiya because that's something most patients do. And I said, I'm about to be a sophomore in college. I'm also a heavily involved college student. I work at the Office for Student Engagement as an engagement ambassador. I am the chief of staff for SGA. I'm in a bunch of clubs. I have a life plan that I like need to follow. Like, year off isn't feasible. And I had dreams like competing in the Miss Southeastern pageant. I didn't want to give any of those up. And so he was like, okay, if you don't want to, you, we'll just see what happens. And needless to say, I went to the ER twice in July, again in November. In July, I was having really bad chest pains. And November, stomach pains. Um, but other than that, I've been doing okay. I've seen um, a gastrointestinal specialist who tried to figure out what was wrong with me, but then gave up and told me I had to deal with it, so now we're seeing a new one. I'm seeing a new neurologist who is running all the tests that they can, and I'm seeing an allergist immunologist to see if I have any allergies that could be causing my other symptoms. So dealing with all of this health stuff, I'm also in college. Right, I started off the year as an early childhood education major, and then spring semester rolls around. I did some subbing over winter break, and I was like, I cannot do this with dysautonomia. And I'd also gotten diagnosed with fibromyalgia at the end of last semester. I was like, I can't, like, I cannot physically teach in person, I can't do student teaching, which if you don't know what student teaching is, it's when you spend your last year of college teaching for a year as full-time teacher, not teacher, but like a student teacher, so you're there, you have a mentor teacher, but you don't get paid. So you have to work another job when you're not teaching. And I was like, that is just not feasible for me. So I definitely had to switch my major. And so now I'm majoring in general studies with a major focus in education and a minor focus in marketing. And I'll go to grad school for strategic communications. And what this allows me to do is get my alternate certification to teach online. And then I could also teach online or I could go into education in another way through a marketing viewpoint, or I can do something in marketing. It all kind of just depends on where life takes me and where my chronic illness takes me. But it's not been easy. I have not let myself slow down which is kind of like crazy because I totally should, but I haven't. And I've just been like working so hard to make sure that I don't let other people see me struggling. And that is something I think a lot of people struggle with, whether you have a chronic illness or not. You don't want people to see you struggle. You don't want people to see you any less than what you are, no matter what you have going on. And honestly, I think that's kind of messed up But, like, we live in a society where we have to look 100% and on our game all the time. Because we're not. I know I'm not. I know I will never be. And that's okay. Like, it's totally fine to not be on your game. And that's something I've learned this semester. I mean, I pushed myself so hard in October to plan homecoming that I could not get out of bed the weekend following. 
And that really was like, whoa. Okay, maybe you should just ask for some help. And so that's where I am now. Like now I know that I need to work on asking for help. And a way in which I've done that is I've gotten a service dog. His name is Bruno. He came named Bruno, which I think is totally perfect for this time of we don't talk about Bruno. And everyone, I mean everyone, either says, oh, we don't talk about Bruno, or oh, like Mars. And it's really funny. And I just love that everybody like always has like that same thought. Um, but he is three years old. I got him about three or four weeks ago. And he was dropped off at an oil rig as a puppy. And I've had him ever since. Well, the rig closed and they dropped him off at Hidden Haven, which is where I've been working to get a service dog. And I had him and met him, loved him, and now we're training. And he's just been such a big help. Like, he can't do any of his tasks yet because he hasn't learned them. Like, we're going to be dance training. But, like, emotionally, he's just been such a big help. And my friends, oh my gosh. I have the most amazing friends. And I think if I didn't have amazing friends, amazing family, and a strong support system, I could not do college with chronic illnesses because it wouldn't be possible. If I didn't have people who brought me food in the middle of the day just to make sure I was eating, because they know I have no appetite, no desire to eat, and I force myself to eat courtesy of my stomach, I wouldn't eat. But I have friends that care. I have friends that check in on me, make sure I'm not dying, and do whatever I need to help me out. And I'm so grateful for them. Like, I don't think they know how grateful I am for them. And I'm working on getting better at asking them for help. I mean, last year, I drove myself to the ER one time and they were so mad at me. They were like, Bailey, we literally live in the same building. You could have called us. So I'm definitely working on that and just like getting okay with asking for help and showing that vulnerability and not having to be a perfect person because that's okay. And in that, not being perfect and struggling, you're not, you're not not thriving. Like you're still thriving. Like if you have to struggle, that's okay. But it's about struggling and not letting that struggle defeat you. And that's really something that like I have been so adamant about. It's like I will struggle. And you know, there might be days where I can't do anything, but my struggle will not defeat me. My struggle will not keep me down. And I think that's really just like my journey with these chronic illnesses. And it's also just like advocating for myself. Like I have to advocate for myself to myself and to others. I can't count the number of times a doctor has told me I made up dysautonomia or that I made up being sick, having these symptoms, Um, because I don't know. For those of you who don't know what dysautonomia is, I guess I should tell you. Um, Dysautonomia is when your autonomic nervous system doesn't really work. So in your body, you have two nervous systems. One, I don't remember the name of, because you know, I don't really know that one. And the other one, your autonomic nervous system that controls everything you don't think about doing. And when you have dysautonomia, there's basically a bunch of problems wrong with it. So it affects everything you don't think about doing. Temperature control, sweating. Gosh, I sweat at weird times now, which is a little TMI, but it is not fun. Um, 
your heart rate. Your heart rate can either be crazy high or crazy low, or just unpredictable all the time. Your blood pressure, you either got really high blood pressure or really low blood pressure. Lucky me, I got really low blood pressure, so I'm always a little dizzy, and it always freaks out the nurses when they take my blood pressure. Um, you have digestion issues, dizziness, fatigue, faint. Some people faint. God bless that I have not fainted yet. I think I would be terrified. Um, I've gotten close, but I haven't. And like, there's a myriad of other symptoms. Um, you have bad blood flow. I have to compression stockings. Otherwise, my legs turn purple. That's not really a pretty thing to see. Um, and I also have fibromyalgia, which if you don't know what that is, it's when your body and your brain are like constantly sending and receiving pain signals, even though there's nothing actually causing you pain. So like, for me, sometimes a tight hug can hurt or like bumping into the wall, which wouldn't hurt somebody, hurts me. Stuff like that. And I have horrible trouble sleeping. I'm on a bajillion medications. My body's like a 90-year-old's body instead of a 20-year-old's body. But I have the spirit of like a 10-year-old sometimes, so it's okay. And I've definitely had a lot of reflection and time in my faith to just really think about what am I doing with my life? What is going on? Why is this happening to me? Like, what is God's plan? And that's really just like got me through is knowing that there is a plan and that I'm not just going through this for no reason. So ultimately, like my goal with all of this is to have an outlet, talk to people, to maybe inspire someone, help raise awareness, and hopefully entertain you guys. Cause my life, it's a little crazy. It's a little fun. Um and I really can't wait to see where this journey goes. I'll tell you guys Bruno's stories, um, boy stories, because girl's single now, and there's lots of those. Um, stories about my friends, stories about doctors that are just absolutely infuriating, but also can actually be amazing at the same time. And stories about my faith and the journey along with it. And I just can't wait, so this episode's a little short, um, but I can't wait to see you guys next time. So tune in for the next episode, which is going to be about me competing in the Miss Southeastern Scholarship Competition, which is a Miss America local, and whether or not I won, and how that all went. And I can't wait to share that with you guys. So see you guys next time. Bye.